everything to us, Father. Whatever we need in life, you certainly fit the bill. And we thank you, Lord, for inviting us into your presence this day. Holy Spirit, teach us and help us to know and understand God's word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. So we're on page 51 in our Prophetic People book. If you don't have a book, uh, Chuck, you have some. And uh, if you raise your hand, she'll make sure that you get one. And uh, These are for sale, and we encourage you to buy it because we use it month after month. Um, and uh, we'll have the book for you. But we're talking about prophetic people, and that, are, that is the people who are called and who uh, are receiving the prophet's ministry. And that should include the entire body of Christ, but we know that my, all gifts are not available to all believers. Uh, there are some congregations where uh, there's tradition that only... Uh, recognizes one office or two offices or that kind of thing and so uh, we need to know that there are some people that just don't understand the Bible this stuff is in the Bible and they don't really base everything that they do on the Word of God and so they've let a lot of the words slip because of the traditions of men and we know that they make the Word of God of none effect if we follow them and so it's good to follow the Bible and understand the benefits to this anointing. So we're talking about the benefits of the prophet's anointing and what that anointing will bring into our lives. So on page 51, we're talking about prophetic people and the vocal gifts of the Spirit in action. So this is the vocal gifts of the Spirit in action. It says prophetic people desire to hear from God. That's one thing I can say about myself. I, I really want to know that God is leading me. I want to know that I can uh, look into his word and get encouragement, uh, get strengthening, uh, so that I can go out and carry forth the things that God's given me to do with success. And you can't do that without hearing the voice of God and knowing and discerning properly the voice of God. God speaks to the church through the gift of prophecy. And so prophecy is given as a gift to God's people. And, of course, you know that, that we can prophesy uh, to people who are outside of the church, but the gifts belong to the church. They're not generated outside of the church. So in other words, you can't go outside of the church, and I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about born-again Spirit-filled believers, obedient people in the body of Christ, and the gift of prophecy operate. Did you know that? And we need to be clear on that because that is a gift given to God's people. He generates it from his body. Got me? And so that is, is in, 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 uh, in addition to that, the other eight gifts of the Spirit are peculiar to the church. You cannot get prophecy from God outside of his body. Got me? It just doesn't happen. Now, I know a lot of people want to say that they're psychics and all this kind of stuff, but that's not coming from God. He locks these gifts into his body so that he can minister over them. If you don't have a covenant with God, he has no control and authority over what you do. 
For instance, if we are the body of Christ, then there's certain character that we're supposed to exhibit. There's a certain witness that we are supposed to have in the earth. There are certain other things we can lead people to Christ. All of that. People in the world don't do that. So why would he waste a gift on somebody who's not submitted to him? And it's not devoted to him. Can't hear his voice. Won't obey him if they heard him. Use his name for a swear word most of the time. You know how people in the world are. So why would he give them precious gifts and let prophecy pop up anywhere? So it's just not going to happen. It's not true. Don't let anybody try and deceive you that people out there in the world, they have gifts too. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about the gift of prophecy that God has given to the church, to his body, to believers. Well, somebody told me something and it came to pass. I can tell you a lot of stuff. Come, You stand in front of a bus and if you don't move, when it, that horse, you're going you're gonna to be dead meat roadkill. Selah. Huh? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to have good common sense to be able to predict some things. You know, some people talk so much, you can read their whole history to them out of what they've told you. That's usually where the devil gets most of his information from. It's right from us. You don't have to be real gifted. All you got to do is pay attention. So God speaks to the church through the gift of prophecy. God gives his people direction, comfort, encouragement, and warning through the gift of prophecy. So you get direction, comfort, encouragement, and warning through prophecy. You also get correction, and that's part of direction is correction. So if your steps are not leading you in the way that God wants you to go, you have to be turned and go a different direction. So the prophecy will correct your steps as well. You have to know if you want guidance, you've got to be able to accept that everything you do is not God. You got me? Sometimes in in people, I'm not talking about people being uh, evil or treacherous or anything like that. But sometimes people get caught up and want something real bad and get excited about it and assume that it's God. They assume they're hearing from God. It's got to be God because of blah, 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 blah. And it's not. And so God will come sometimes with a word to give that person correction because he doesn't want to see you suffer and he doesn't want to see you fail. And he doesn't want to see you get in a place where he can't bless you. And so that's why he would give direction correction through prophecy. This contact with God is necessary for the work of the ministry. We have to be able to hear from God in order to do the work of the ministry. Now people will say, well, you know, in the Baptist church... I'm not talking about denominational people. They need to hear from God too. Huh? You know, I know that there are many denominations that do good works, that have uh, uh, good fruit, can get people born again, can do a lot of things, but you will never get the fullness 
We, who told us we couldn't have fullness? Who told us that we couldn't have direct contact with God? Who told us that we couldn't hear act? Who told us that you had to settle for, well, we don't do this. We don't believe in that. We don't do, you know, that's what denominations do. They exclude more than they include. Amen. And so we have to realize that we are called to live full lives before God. And part of that fullness is gifts he gives to men because we need them. We need the gifts in operation. You don't need somebody to tell you, or just get on the mission board and raise some money and you'll take your turn going over to Ecuador to build a church or something like that. You got me? And you walk past three neighbors who are sick and you can't do one thing about it because you don't understand that there are gifts given to the body of Christ to help humanity worldwide. So while you're waiting 10 years for the pastor to approve of you, you know, because you're a tither and you come regular and you sit on this board and that board and you kind of earn your, your way to get to take a trip somewhere because you've been a good girl. You got me? Why would you waste your time like that when you could be praying for the sick right in your household? You can be leading people to Christ in the workplace. You can have a regular little ministry going and fulfill the Great Commission because you're equipped, not because you're waiting in line for somebody to tell you it's it's your turn to do something. It's always your turn. If you believe the gifts of the Spirit will operate through you because you're filled with God's Spirit and you have faith for God to use you for these things, He will use you. All you got to do is keep staying in the Word, keep studying, keep praying, let God develop compassion in you. Pray for the sick. If you don't, don't have the unction to lay hands on somebody, pray for sick people. And the unction will come. And so these gifts are for the body of Christ, but specifically the gift of prophecy. So you you will have a hard time getting uh, accurate direction without that gift in operation. At some point, you will you will miss it. You'll be thinking in terms of some kind of generic something that God wants you to do, and it'll never get specific. See, once God points you out and tells you. What he wants you to know and and how he's going to help you and he's heard this prayer and he's heard that prayer and you receive that kind of intimate message from God, your life totally changes. Totally changes. You're no longer a number somewhere waiting for a chance to show somebody that, that God will use you. But you are somebody that he calls by name. He knows you. He knows all about you. He can tell you what your habits are, what you believe, how you think. He knows all those things about you because he put those things in you for a purpose. And he can help equip you to fulfill that purpose all in one message. doesn't take many words from God to help us to get on the right track. And so that med- that type of ministry, that gift, is very much necessary for us to have successful ministry in God. It's very necessary. The voice of God is the gift of prophecy. It is one of the nine gifts of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Prophecy is a message from God given to the church 
for edification. That means building you up spiritually. Not in your fleshly mind and your soul. So prophecy does not come to flatter you. Man, and it doesn't come to tell you information that it just got from somebody who knows you. Got me? Prophecy comes to build up your spirit, encourage your spirit man, encourage things of the spirit. And at the same time, it may discourage fleshly things. Man? For instance, one of the first prophecies I got from from a, a servant of God informed me that God had brought had had me in a difficult season in my life to rid me of some things that he couldn't use in my life going forward. So, I mean, if you're looking to flatter somebody or Pep them up, that's not really what you would call a a nice word to say, but it explained a lot. You got me? And it made me understand how God prepares people for ministry. And it also made me understand how many people get in ministry and don't make it too far because they have a way of discontinuing their season of preparation when God starts preparing them. See, everybody wants out of the fire as soon as the heat's turned up. God, do this. Do that. Do this real quick. Do that real quick. Get me out of this. I don't like this. I don't want that. I want it this way. I don't want it that way. See, we all have that complaining. I can remember God, I kept telling God, I said, you know, you can do it. I kept reading about the uh, uh, the guy who lived in the tombs and gatherings. And, you know, I had mental problems. I said, God, you could just touch me one time and all this would be gone. And I said that every day for about two or three years and I finally quit saying it. Because I realized he wasn't just going to touch me and it was all going to be gone. I had to walk through it, you see. See, sometimes you walk through things. Let me tell you this just so you'll know that this isn't some kind of joke or something God does to people. He prefers to walk his children through things. He prefers that. Because we learn how to lean on him and not our own understanding. We learn that we can live in circumstances. See, you can identify with your brother in Asia who doesn't have a church to go to and doesn't have a lot of comforts because you've been in a place where you didn't have those comforts yourself and you still had God and you were still blessed. You still learned the words. You still learned to pray. So you learn that physical surroundings have very little to do with the fact that you are the church and God dwells in you. He wants to live in you, not in a building. And so these things are necessary because we'll get the idea that somehow God wants us to have a cush life, an easy life. There are no problems, even though Jesus said it very clearly in the world, you will have trouble. And then he said, cheer up. Huh? And he said, cheer up real good. I don't mean just, "Mm," but have a belly laugh about it, about trouble. See, once you take the devil's weapons away from him, he can't hurt you anymore. See, you know, when women tell me, well, my husband won't do this for me, I say, huh? 
Do what for who? You mean they do stuff like that? <laughs> you mean you can really ask them to do that kind of stuff? Huh? Listen, the day I realized my husband wasn't God, I was so free. I mean, I got free. I jumped around. I hooped and hollered because I realized that that was one thing the devil couldn't take from me and hurt me with it and threaten to take it and hurt me with it. You got me? Because he didn't belong to me anyway. He belongs to God. People don't belong to each other. We belong to God. Even your children don't belong to you. They belong to God. You got me? So the best thing you can do is keep following God and believe him to straighten that out. Huh? And get yourself real free, folks. Telling you we have more manufactured people problems than we know. But you make people your problem. Hmm? By letting the devil threaten you with taking people and people don't belong to you to begin with. How's he going to take something away from you you don't own? Huh? Them high maintenance brothers, you want them to find them something else to do. I guess. Quit talking. I'll relax. Maybe I just need to relax myself. But you know what I'm talking about. Once you get over every time they get mad and go to the door, they ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Write that down for those of y'all still holding your breath. I feel you waiting to exhale. (laughs) You mean, yes. You've been afraid of a lie all this time. I prophesy to you that brother ain't going nowhere. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay. So where was I? Oh, yeah. Exhortation. Yeah. Building us up, spiritually speaking. But listen, you get rid of all that fleshly fear and carnality and craziness and, you know, wondering what, you know, is am I thin enough? No. Am I pretty enough? No. And you ain't nothing enough. Okay. So let's just cut to the quick and say I'm just going to obey God and believe in a miracle, all right? Every day we stay together is a miracle. People get these ideas from. They keeping something together. And I, you know, I'm keeping mine. You ain't keeping nothing together. On your best day, you couldn't. You don't have nothing to stop the devil from doing nothing except God. And you learn to worship him and devote yourself to him. God will keep everything intact that you care about. You know, there's some crazy brothers out there too. You know, they look at your odometer and see how many miles you've been driving and go touch the touch the hood of the car to see if the engine is warm and stuff and all oh, got all the uh, uh, baby I told you you be supposed to be somewhere well I ain't there in Jesus name God gave me something else to do you find you something else to do too besides take my pulse I got fried chicken for you. <laughs> that works every time. Sila. <laughs> oh, wake up, Matthew. It's not that bad. It'll be over with in a little bit. 
All right, so prophecy is a message given <clears throat> to the church, a message from God, not a familiar spirit. But it's from God to the church for edification, exhortation, and comfort. To exhort someone, that word really <clears throat> talks about moving that person from a position of uh, uh, dormancy and bringing them to life, to action. For instance, as you would a horse, a spurring uh, your spurs, the action of spurs on a horse's side, that's exhorting that horse to giddy up. And so prophecy will take you from sitting, being confused, not knowing what's going on, to giddy up. Let's get going. Uh, it has that power in it. And comfort. In other words, prophecy will bring deep understanding in perplexing situations. It will bring deep understanding. Sometimes <clears throat> when you have a loved one that passes away, God will give somebody a word for the family or a, a prophecy for the family just to comfort them. That's what they need right then is comfort. They don't need to be told about all the wonderful things God's going to do them with them now that they have their freedom. You got me? When you get to be my age and you're a widow, you get a lot of them kind of words. Huh? I want to say I had my freedom the whole time I was married to him. Where you been? Huh? Don't get it twisted. It says prophecy can also come through, come through tongues and interpretation. The word of the Lord is a gift. However God chooses to speak to us, we must accept it. Prophetic people are especially sensitive to God's voice. We want to hear from God. The prophetic person depends upon God's leading in his personal life, work, and ministry. So there is no area of your life that you don't want God involved in. No area. You got me? You don't have certain things that you can manage real good yourself, and you need God only for emergencies. If you do that, he's not Lord. He's not God to you. He's like some genie in a bottle or something that you take out when you think you need him. It's so much more fulfilling to be led by God instead of just know Jesus as Savior to pull you out of trouble in emergencies. Got me? And there's so many people that just live like that. I remember speaking to someone once and I told him that I would pray for him for something. Well, well, it hadn't gotten that bad yet. See, they're afraid to get God involved in their life. Well, when is it going to get bad enough for you to want help? You got me? Huh? If you live where I live, it's bad all the time if you let it be. You know, if you didn't pray and you didn't obey God, it would be very, very bad for us believers. And so we need his leading at all times. But tongues and interpretation <clears throat> is uh, um, a way that the Holy Spirit uses as he wills to bring prophecy forth. Sometimes a person, especially when we talk about what they used to call believers meetings, where you'd have lots of believers around. Now there are some people that I call are professional prophecy meeting hoppers. They just hop from meeting to meeting to see if they'll get a chance to get up and speak, you know. And, uh, you know, if it's the Spirit of God, it, it has all the, the earmarks of edification, exhortation, and comfort. 
but sometimes people will use tongues as an excuse to get up and want to say something. And that's very different because you can tell by the Spirit, always judge by the Spirit. If that word says anything to you, to your spirit, if it moves you, if it has the accuracy of God's word, then it can be accepted as a word of the Lord. If it doesn't have those criteria, then it won't won't measure up. I think probably tongues and interpretation I have seen is the most misused of the ways that prophecy can come forth because people just will get up and start blurting out tongues real loud and it's not the same thing as the message of tongues and interpretation. Sometimes the tongue will be short compared with the message and that's okay because interpretation, that word really means full disclosure. So you can have a a, a message, the tongue part of it might be two minutes, a minute and a half, and the interpretation might be ten. That does not mean that because they're different lengths that somebody didn't get the message right. The prophecy is a full disclosure of what tongues really is. Tongues is really more of a code, I would say then it is something that can be translated word for word. Sometimes your tongue is a known language that people that are living now will know. Sometimes it is not. It can be an ancient language, but it is a language that was once used on the earth and God reserves it to bless his saints with so that they can speak the language of heaven in an accurate way. Tongues is very accurate as far as what God wants uh, people to say. Tongues also cannot be interpreted in the kingdom of darkness. So we speak mysteries both to ourselves unless we get an interpretation. And it's a mystery to the enemy. And so you want to be able to bypass your English, your knowledge, and your language so that you can get a message to God and from God that will bless you and won't be intercepted and hindered, you know, by the enemy. That's the way it is. And so we have to realize that tongues builds us up because we're able to speak now God's language and we're able to get directly into that heavenly heavenly realm where our words can be short and sweet and say everything we need to say without a lot of hemming and hawing and much time. Because finding words to tell God even how you feel sometimes is, you know, escapes you. And so that's why the, the, sometimes the Spirit of God will come upon us and help us to express to God exactly what we want to say. A man of stammering lips in another tongue. So that's tongues for edification. Tongues for interpretation, though, is different because you will find that if you, if you are used in both manners in God, the tongues that come for, for prophecy have a different force, a different character, and what we call a different unction on it. It has a spirit of prophecy on it and not the spirit of intercession on it like our tongues that we use when we pray, prayer language tongues. So there is a difference. Sometimes uh, you can be praying in a prayer language and you'll feel it shift over. And two, 
the spirit of prophecy and you'll get a tongue that can be interpreted. Sometimes even in your own personal prayer time that will happen to you. And if you will wait for God, he will give you the interpretation on the inside of you. You'll know what you just said. And so these are, are very, very important gifts. God knows what he's doing. That's why it's called a gift. Because a gift can only be opened and received. You can't make it. You can't buy it. You can't conjure it up. You can't mess it up. So that's why it's called a gift. Huh? Here it is for you. You either receive it or you don't receive it. If you receive it and open it up, there are good things for you in that. But you can't manufacture it. You can't tell me how to do it. That's why I give it to you as a gift. Amen. And so that's what God wants us to know in that, in, in the gifts of the Spirit. So we all want to hear from God. And that is true. Any of God's children want to hear from him. The prophetic person depends on God's leading in his personal life, work, and ministry. So God needs to be able to help you in everything. Everything. Well, I just can't pray for people on my job. We ain't say nothing about you praying for nobody on your job. See, we're afraid to take God in the workplace because we're afraid that he's going to put us at risk in some way. Well, my feeling is this. If you don't take him, you're at more risk. Because you let them heathens get loose on your case. They get you whipped up in fear. They get to plotting against you and lying on you and you've got headaches and don't want to go to work. And pretty soon you calling in sick and the devil has done his job. All because you didn't want to take God with you because you're scared he's going to tell you to do something that was going to get you fired. But I'm telling if you don't take him, you're going to get for your dead meat anyway. You got me? Especially now with jobs being so scarce. I mean, as far as believers are concerned, the devil always wants you unemployed. Huh? He does. He wants you broke. He wants you sick. And he wants to kill you. And so if you can, can remember that if God puts you in the job, he's the best person to keep you in the job. So take him with you. Huh? Whatever he wants to do, you partner with him in it. Realize that, that those people represent a harvest to him if they're not saved. That at some point they need to be claimed for his kingdom. You got me? And that's why you're there. You're there, number one, for kingdom business. Number two, to collect real money so that you can help the kingdom keep growing and and moving along. Amen? And God always pays his servants. He'll pay you more for souls than he will for anything else. Amen? Norval Hayes gave that testimony about the young girl that um, he had signed a, a, uh, a business deal that made him a half a million dollars with a stroke of a pen. And he said when the business deal was done, he began to weep and, and ask God, you know, why why you bless me so much, Lord? It's just, it's bless me. Bless. You know how Norval is. He's, he's a worshiper. He loves God do anything for the Lord that he asks him to do. He's proven it many, many times. And the Lord reminded him that the young lady that introduced him to that person that he signed the deal with was a young woman that nobody wanted to have anything to do with because she was dating a married man. 
But she happened to come into his restaurant that he owned at the time and he would be there when they were there. And he decided to witness to her. And he said when the gentleman would get up and go to the bathroom, he would go over and talk to her and tell her about the Lord. He knew her whole family. And they were all saved. And they were all praying for her. She was the last holdout, so to speak, in the family. And he finally got her to the place where she was born again. She gave up this man. She gave up sin. She, and it was a process, you know. One of those things where you get tired of people and wish they'd just go away somewhere. But God kept pulling him back to help her. And God said, do you remember how many times you had to speak to her and how difficult it was at times and so forth and so on. And then the Lord told him, he said, I always pay back. He said, whenever you win a soul for me, he said, I pay back in money and I pay back in health. Fifty fifty. Huh? Prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. You want to stay healthy? Be a soul winner. Drag somebody to church. Drag them to a meeting. Bring them anywhere you can. Talk to them about the Lord. Pray for them. Encourage them in the things of God. And God will keep you around for many, 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 many years. Many years. So a word from God eliminates guesswork and assures us of success if we obey his voice. So prophecy takes the nonsense, the religion, The time-wasting, the foolishness. So it's good to wait on a word from the Lord before you make a move. You know, I mean, you you can practice your gift, perfect your craft. You can do all of that. But that final, final that will bring you into the place where God wants you to be, not the place where you think you're supposed to be going, huh? but the place where God wants you to be. Our friend uh, Todd White, you know, roams the streets. Oh, he's got a nice-sized church. He's a minister there, et cetera, et cetera. But he's probably the most comfortable and feels the most used of God there, just dealing with people one-on-one. Many people feel that after you have a pulpit ministry, you're not supposed to minister to people like that anymore. You know, that's for the sheep to do, and I'm... Here doing this and doing that. <clears throat> well, there's people to be one, souls to be one all the time. Wherever they are. You don't turn anybody down that needs needs God, you know. Sometimes these encounters with people can bring you back to reality. Where you sometimes think, uh, you know, these things are a, a thing of the past. Or, or something you did years ago, etc., etc., and then all of a sudden, somebody will appear before you and God says, well, pray for them or, or they have a need or something like that. And so it's good to always keep in mind what we are called to do. And, and God can refresh us in those things through the gift of prophecy. Just in your prayer time, if God will tell you something like I'm going to uh, have you speak to somebody today or somebody's going to come to you today or you just feel led. Sometimes you'll go out and you'll have sense that there's going to be a divine encounter with somebody when you when you do those things. All of those are the leading of the Lord. And you can't do that without hearing directly from God. You must hear directly the voice of God. God will help you do anything and help you do it better. Even if you do it well, he'll help you do it better. I wish people would understand that when you go on your job, it's not you're not there because of your abilities. 
You're there because God has made your abilities valuable. Everybody's got gifts. Everybody's got stuff. Everybody could blow up at it. Everybody's got credentials and papers. People have a lot of that stuff. Right now, we're finding out a four-year degree is not nearly what we used to. In fact, it's going down in value daily. Amen? And many of you know people that some of you don't have as much education. You have better jobs than they do. That's God's favor in your life. Huh? You can't buy that and you can't educate yourself into it. Huh? And God will prove it to you. Huh? And many people say, well, I, I got to get more education so I can move up. And sometimes you stay right where you are, papers and all, because you fail to recognize the God factor in all these things. You got to recognize that. See, if you don't recognize that, you're deceiving yourself. God forbid we have to live on our own merits in this life, folks. Come on now. You know, you work real hard. It just puts more pressure on you to produce more if you don't recognize God in these things. Huh? And that's not to say you go to work and you're slothful or you stay in the coffee room all day long or trying to get out of doing something. But that just means that any ability you feel you have is going to be enhanced by God's intervention in that and God's power in it. God's grace on that to get you to to be able to do those things. If nothing else, God can help you enjoy doing it. huh? Instead of it being a chore for you, it can be a joy. That's part of what God does for people. huh? I can remember my husband telling me that, you know, for years, he said, I just was always nervous when I would go to work. Nervous, he said. One day I realized, he said, you know what? I used to think it was just my efforts that did everything. He said, I just thought about it. And I thought back of all the times you would say things like, well, let's pray. He said, I would be mad at you when you say let's pray. He said, because I thought you were telling me that what I was doing wasn't important. But God. See, God can open people's eyes and enlighten them in ways that our words cannot always pray for God to enlighten people, folks. He can get through to them where we can't. And he said, I just, he said, one day I just decided I wasn't going to worry about this job anymore. I wasn't, he said, and he said, and I just have never worried since then. He said, because I realize that it's God that's doing all. He's helping me. He's the one who opens the doors. He's the one that puts me with the right people. God gives you the wisdom, all of that kind of stuff. It was God who did it. God transformed our finances just through one conversation he happened to have with with a man he worked with. And he said, you know, the finance guy was telling me something today. He said, I never investigated it. He said, you know, and, and it made a big difference in the way that we managed the money that we had. And so those encounters just, these are God things. And when God does these things, he can let people know that it is he who's doing these things. So it wasn't because I told him anything. Not that I didn't want to, but (laughs) didn't have unction. But, you know, I, I learned how to let God do things that he wanted to do in people. And it makes so much more difference to them. All right. Prophetic people need daily contact with the voice of God because their work as intercessors, watchmen, 
and ministers depends upon accurate instruction from the Lord. Prophecy will always validate, repeat, or support the word of God. God will not have you uh, confused by prophecy. It does not lend to confusion. It will settle things for you. Even though sometimes it's not what you want to hear, you know it's a done deal. You got me? You, you have that sense of settling and completeness when God speaks. You know it's God. <clears throat> so we need that daily contact with him. When prophetic people gather, the prophet is encouraged to wait upon the Lord for his word for the people and not try to manufacture something. You got me? That's, that's where we lose some of our ministers, our guest ministers in the conference. They don't realize all that music playing really is waiting on the Lord. And some of them are prophets. You got me? I mean, it, it's amazing the things that you'll, you'll find out by revelation. Because those things have not been revealed to them, they're ignorant of them. Even though it's, it's real plain to us and it's real clear in the word and all this kind of stuff. When uh, the prophet Samuel said, bring me a minstrel so that I can receive the word of the Lord, that's what that is. That's the minstrel ministry helping the gift of prophecy. And you don't want dry words and manufacture. That's why a lot of times people just give up on prophecy in their meetings because they never get to a place where the flow is accurate enough for people to get anything from it. And so we have to understand that. Sorry about that, singers, but y'all, y'all gotta, <laughs> you all know to just get some comfortable shoes. If the corns is too bad, go get your chair, sit down. Because we're going to roll until we roll what God was rolled out here. Amen. And so it's just good to understand that. Okay. So when prophetic people gather, the prophet is encouraged to wait upon the Lord for his word for the people. When he speaks the word of the Lord, it is judged by other prophets and by the others in the company or congregation. So your spirit, you don't have to be in the office of prophet, but your spirit can be mature enough to discern if that's the word of the Lord or not. Uh, always that's why people when they come to our meetings they're always shocked how how easy it is to preach in the meetings and the atmosphere and the flow and and people say things well i thought because it was watchmen y'all wouldn't be too friendly or whatever you know you know what i'm saying they just get these weird understandings because they know you're not easily deceived that's what they're nervous about they know they got to be accurate or you know in, in even though you don't say anything or you don't speak up your spirit responds in a certain way and they know if your spirit isn't moved and you don't move then you they can't move you emotionally they wonder what the heck is this you see so that puts a little fear in them you know you'll see some of the most seasoned of them will dance around and act stupid and all kinds of stuff because they're trying to figure out what you think you know they they shouldn't do that to themselves just get up there and let's see what you got if it ain't nothing go home you know we forgive you go home so praise the lord <laughs> i mean it's just the way it is well you know we ain't gonna take nobody out and stone them to death but if it ain't there it ain't there praise the lord 
So as the word of the Lord is received, it becomes spiritual equipment to the congregation. The word allows the body to be built up and strengthened in its work here on the earth. So that's what you want. You want something that's going to help you do what God put you here on earth to do. That's what prophecy does for you. It says prophecy can be given in the form of tongues and interpretation. This message can be given by one or two persons. It doesn't have to be one do the tongues and one interpret. If it don't happen like that, it's wrong. The same person can give both the tongue and the interpretation. The Holy Spirit decides how the message is to be given. So the Holy Spirit will will uh, move on one person to do and then the other to interpret. Or sometimes several people can have the interpretation. You got me? Sometimes somebody will interpret and somebody else there will be almost mouthing the same word. So, you know, that's a, a, a second witness to the accuracy of the word. So the Holy Spirit decides how the message is given. But God's people must be open to receive his word however it comes. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Got me? I ain't nothing but the player. Huh? Some people say, I don't believe she said that. (laughs) Get over yourself. Hmm? But this is the game, huh? Life in the spirit. And allowing God to use whomever he wants to use. Sometimes that person can look very dignified and well-dressed. Sometimes they can just be barely making it and lipstick not on and all that kind of good stuff. Or they just eat ate a big chicken dinner and wish they hadn't, you know. And so when the spirit moves on a person, they have to respond the way God wants them to respond. I remember one time I was in a meeting and I had preached already the night before. And I always liked to go to all their services, you know, a really free kind of place to be. And I seldom wear slacks anywhere, you know. And I don't, you know, in church or anything. But I think I'd been out with the lady shopping or something stupid like that, you know. We just got back in the nick of time. And then God moved on me to prophesy. And I was standing there and I was actually back in the kitchen area because I wasn't preaching. I was high to somebody and high to somebody. The music's going. I thought I got time to run over here and get in place. And and I'm standing there chewing a wad of gum. And so I keep thinking, I said, you know, I think God's telling me. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, would he? He know I got paints on. He know, you know that kind of stuff. So you just go and you do the best you can. But when the unction falls and nobody else, and that's what you hope somebody else will get it and you don't. Uh, Let it be somebody else's turn, God. You know, well, it ain't nobody else to have a turn. It's your turn. And so sometimes God will let you know his sovereignty in these ways. You know, he if he wants to give you something for the people, you're his servant, then this is what you do. You serve. This is serving. Serving isn't always, uh, you know, with an entourage and and uh, a couple of armor bearers <clears throat> in a limo and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Sometimes it's, it's going getting groceries and halfway chewing a chicken leg. And I can tell you I prophesied to more people eating halfway. <laughs> should watch that. But you understand what I'm saying. Just Just the unction will come as the spirit wills. He don't care what you're doing. He cares about that 
person he needs to speak to or he desires to speak to is what he cares about. And so we have to learn that the unction to speak for God will come upon anybody as the Spirit wills. You have to have the equipment developed. You know, you can't always say to yourself, well, I sure hope that never happens to me. Why? Hmm? Why? You're just being used by God. Same thing with praying for the sick. Why not you? You're around sick people all the time. In fact, you're in the best per, you know, place to help somebody if you're with people who really want to hear from God. So why don't we stop so we can get our... Uh, we'll do our quiz when we come back. Is that good for everybody? Yeah, we'll do our... Prophets seek God for direction also. We have transitions and when people are winding up one era coming into another, that's a good time for God to use prophets to speak to people. So we need to understand all of the aspects and benefits of the gift of prophecy to the people of God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 So Miss Nola, if you know how everybody's to go. You can let us know how we're going to go. I assume everybody's going to go pretty much like they came. Okay. All right. So however you came, we will be heading out. Praise the Lord.